This is Recorded Podcast, another day, another podcast. I'm joined by a sports fanatic, some may say junkie. Please introduce yourself, Young King. What's going on, bro? I'm excited to, to be on the This Is Recorded Podcast. My name's uh, Dietrich Matthews. I'm Reggie's little cousin. Um, I'm from Baltimore, Maryland. Sports guy my whole life. Played basketball, played baseball, um, a little bit collegiately, baseball, coached basketball. So I'm ready to, I'm, a, I'm not even going to talk because I'm just ready to dive into these topics. Let's go. Man, so like sports in your life, like when you were playing and everything like that, what did it mean to you, like sports in your life? Bro, it was like, I wasn't even. I'm telling you, we we did like I at, at my job today. I'm in training. We did some stuff with like we played this game called Kahoot, and everybody got all these cartoons keep coming up, and I'm like, I don't know any of these cartoons. I didn't even watch cartoons as a kid, bro. All I did, all I did, was watch sports. That's all I did. I woke up Saturday morning, watch college game day, watch college game, um, watch every every single. Every single sports thing that was on, I was watching it. I don't know what it was about sports. I've just always been locked in on it. So it's just, I mean, it's, it's contributed to everything in my life. It's made me who I am, just being a competitor in, in every aspect of my life, not even just in sports anymore. But that translates over once you stop playing sports and you're not fortunate enough to be one of the few people that are professional athletes. You go into the professional world and graduate in college and stuff. Just makes you competitive in that aspect, making you want more things in life because that's all I've been doing is competing my whole life. So, um, yeah, sports has just been it's it's my it's my life and it's going to continue to be my life even though I'm not even directly working in it right now. I still like to stay engaged with it. Yeah, it's I mean sports is like for me it's like I wasn't super big on them until I got like maybe like ninety nine. I was probably like. Uh, shit, like 12. And that's when I really, really... 99? The Knicks... You was 12 and 99? Yeah, man, I'm old nigga. Yo, hold on. Hold on. I'm, a, I'm, a real, I'm a real nigga, bro. I was born in 87, bro. Whoa, whoa, whoa. 80s baby. Ask Young Dolph. I was born in the 80s. Crack baby. You already know. But, yeah, I, with my first... I like, I really... It was crazy because I know you play baseball, but I really like my first... Big thing, like of course I watched Michael Jordan '96, but that was, I love basketball. Basketball, my favorite. But Jordan was winning every year. That shit got boring to me. I was like, I didn't have like a specific yeah. team, but it was like I would always watch the games. I would watch Shaq. I'm playing fucking like live '95, which was terrible graphics when it had number 23 because Jordan's name couldn't be on the damn thing. Real niggas could relate. You too young to know. <laughs> but Jordan would not trademark his name. Yo, Jordan would not trademark his name, so you just had number 23 on the Bulls. That was fucking amazing at the time. Like, he was just really, really amazing, man. So I knew Shaq, the starter jackets was big, the Emmitt Smith jerseys was ridiculous. That like, would be him to not, to not let his name be trademarked. Oh, man, it was, it, was, it, was, it was crazy. Because I didn't have a specific team, but I just always liked sports. But back in them days, I never was big on football because I used to watch them play in the street and they used to really, really fuck each other up. Like, I was like, whoa, that ain't my sport, bro, at all. I was like, football is like, and in the 90s, 
it was still rough, obviously. So that wasn't it. But but like in '99, the Knicks went to the championship, and they was like an eighth seed. It was a crazy historic season. And a quick story I've been waiting to tell. I'm glad I could tell it now. Is the Knicks went all the way to the championship, and in Times Square they had a billboard like "Sign this to cheer the New York Knicks on." So I'm like, "Yo, I signed this. They gonna win." Then these niggas got swept by the Spurs for Tim Duncan. Tim Duncan's first chip. They got swept by the Spurs. Oh. He's one of the only players that ever won MVP and defensive player of the year oh. in his career. So you already know that. Oh. The hurt I felt to sign that. And I'm like, we're going to do it. Go New York. And, uh, oh. I used to love some Knicks guys. But I loved Allen Houston. Yeah, Allen Houston. Houston. One of my favorite players, bro. Man. Charles Crewell when he was there. That, that's when, there. that's 99. Larry Johnson yeah, hits a four point play. Allen Houston gets the ball to just drop in against Miami. I think it was like it was like big. That also another story, another side note. That's when uh, my aunt told me I need to wear deodorant, and I was like, "Nah, I don't." <laughs> and then I had a Latrell, I had a Latrell Sprewell jersey, and she was like, "Yo, smell this," and I was like, "You right, I do need to wear deodorant." Yeah, we all had to learn that. I was like, "Oh, yeah. that Latrell Sprewell jersey wasn't wasn't really right. It was really nasty, yeah. but." But sports is so in Baltimore. Tell us a little bit about. I know the Ravens fans. Even though the team came yeah. in like ninety nine and two thousand, they are nuts. Like, yeah. how it's is the sports scene in Baltimore? Okay, it's. I mean, we only got we only got football and baseball, and then. Yeah. I Shout think out to the Baltimore good. Bullets. RIP. Um, RIP the Baltimore Bullets. Yeah, they, yeah, they never coming back. Um, <laughs> We got, yeah, football is crazy. Man, it's crazy. I live right across the street from the stadium, actually. My apartment complex is literally right across the street. I can see the uh, the stadium from my rooftop. Damn. And, bro, literally the, literally the first home game, you can, if you leave, if you left your house, you're not getting back to your house. It's crazy down here when the Ravens come. I mean, it's a big stadium, and they pack it every single night. So, it's, football is, is king here in Maryland. Um, I mean, besides the cross and stuff, but yeah, football is king here. And then we have the baseball. We're struggling right now. We haven't won since like the '80s. So yeah, there's no there, there's optimism around the Orioles, and when they win, there's there's some there's there's buzz around the city. But it's nothing like the Ravens. It's nothing like the Ravens. But low key though, low key though, what we really got is high school basketball. We got. Hoopers in Baltimore. We have the Hoopers. And I'm telling you, dudes who really can go. I played. I played at St. Francis uh, during fall leagues and stuff like that, bro. When I tell you the level of basketball has always been high here, and there's so many hidden gems. That's why I don't know why the University of Maryland is not good at football there's, or basketball. There's no reason that you cannot. Like St. Francis right now has like 20 kids, 20 plus kids. Or D one or D one bound, D one bound, Division one football like FBS stuff, Power five schools like these. Baltimore is like one of the it's a it's a gem, and if you can own that recruiting area like Maryland should be able to, they would. I mean, they would. The sky would be the limit for the program, but they can't do that. So they got to they got to hire somebody that can do that. But yeah, other than that, Baltimore is a. 
It's a, I'm not I'm not from Dar- I don't know why I said I'm from Baltimore. I'm I live in Baltimore. I'm from Edgewood, Maryland. Um, that's why I got to admit. Your followers got to know that Edgewood, Maryland, is a little bit above Baltimore. It's outside of just like how y'all live outside of Atlanta. It's a little bit outside of Baltimore, and that's my that's where I really that's where I grew up in. Made that place made me the man. I feel like I'm solid because of that place. But um, the the hooping scene out there is a little. It's it's gonna grow at some point. It goes through its phases. I think when I graduated, that was when it started to phase out there. But it's gonna come back at some point too. And I think I I coach some of the younger kids, so I know it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna come back strong like that. And it's crazy though that you said that because like really, if you look at the Steph Curry's and the different people, even. Um, ah, I know you know. What's, uh, is it Anthony? Is what's the light-skinned dude that's really good that's going to play ball and his dad was in the NBA? He's like light-skinned the, dude, the top. Cole Anthony. Yes. Cole Anthony, for sure. Yes. It's like even though not these dudes. Not a fan. Not uh, a fan, but he can hoop. Yeah. He can hoop. He can hoop. Yeah, but what I'm, sa- what I'm saying is it's like. Even though these dudes growing up privileged or maybe you lived in Edgewood and it's a little bit nicer, they still are hoopers and they looking for the bucket. Oh, for sure. They looking for like sure. even for though sure. like you live in a better area, like they some of them is dogs and they want to play. They want to play against the best. People don't realize that gives you a chip on your shoulder though. When you come in, when you come from like with everybody, whenever we used to go down and play teams from the city, everybody like, oh, they the county boys, blah blah blah, they gonna dominate them. So it makes you the moment you get on that court. I'm look. We both you from there. I'm from here. But either way, when we get on the court, it's it's one on one, and our team against your team, and we still going. We're gonna show that we not know, uh, for a lack of a better word, no chumps. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it it gives you a chip on your shoulder, and that's why you see dudes like that's the one thing I do respect about uh, Cole Anthony and Lamelo Ball who's one of my favorite young players to watch. Like, those dudes come from good backgrounds, but it also makes you a killer inside, too. And you can see it in how they play. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and that's what I'm saying. It seems like now, more than ever, maybe the past five, ten years, it's dudes from the suburbs that's really, really balling. Like, you can't sleep like, oh, you a pretty boy. Like, no, these is killers. Like, they play basketball. Kobe Bryant, too, bro. Kobe Bryant, too. I don't know why I forgot about Oh, That's yeah. another privilege kid. I mean, he's a killer. He's a killer. I'm not a Kobe. I'm a LeBron James fan. I'll make that clear. But Kobe Bryant's a killer, and he deserves that. He deserves to be mentioned. You want to talk about some stars who was raised in good backgrounds and stuff like that, who got a killer mentality? That's. I think that proves the point right there. It gives you a chip on your shoulder. Now, if you want to make people mad right now, Here's your opportunity. Why is uh, why is LeBron yes. better? Why is LeBron better than Kobe? Let's get it. Reggie, Reggie, I I I love I love what your what your followers and my followers are gonna hear this too because I know they're gonna watch this when I post this on my page too. Listen, I love a good hot take, and LeBron James. I mean, this isn't even a hot take anymore. He's he's the best player any of us have ever seen. Any of us have ever seen. And I and I can go. I would go to toe to toe with anybody. Jordan's a great basketball player. A great. He is. He is the goat of his time frame. Of his time frame. I mean, the list. The down. The list goes on and on. I. I've heard every single argument. And the six and zero, of course. Cool. We get it. He's six and zero. 
to an amazing seat for a career. But the things he's really done, a lot of people don't mention, is the defensive MVP and the MVP in the same season. That That is impressive. That is impressive no matter what people – LeBron got robbed of that. LeBron got robbed of that in 2013. He got robbed of that. Mark Gasol, who was a second team all defense, <laughs> second team all defense, won the defensive MVP when that was LeBron James' award, and LeBron finished second. He got robbed of that. But back to back to Jordan. Jordan, you know his his accomplishments are they are what they are. We know what it we know what it is. The guy went a season averaging thirty three eight and eight. Like he's he's one of the goats. But it, yo, evolution. We all know evolution. We all know that like games evolve. It, it's just no. You you see what LeBron is right now, man. It's oh, I, I don't see anybody. Because a lot of guys say that, like, Jordan can pass. Jordan can create for others. Kobe can pass. Kobe can create for others. They can do that, Reggie. They can do that. And I will never refute that those, those guys can do that for you. But LeBron James does it. That is his career. He scores at the same level, at the same level, almost the same with better efficiency. Because he's, a 50, he's 51% almost for his, for his whole career in field goal percentage. 51%, but he gives you that playmaking for others along with the same, along with that. So I don't know. Hey, I, I'm, I'm crazy. I'm crazy. But if you if we if we don't know anything about hey, all three of these players and you look at their number and you see their career accomplishment and we take out, we just say, we, we take out the fact that LeBron lost six. If we just say LeBron has three rings, Jordan has six, Kobe has five. And we look at their career accomplishments. We look where LeBron's the first player, no, the only player that has 30,000 points, 8,000 rebounds, 8,000 assists in his career. The only player to ever do that. The only player. And he's the only player in the finals to lead, the, lead, the, lead both teams in scoring, rebounds, blocks, assists. Bro, come on now. And, and now. you know what You know what I think the hidden, the hidden part of all of this is that gets – unlooked and people don't account for is coaching and they had phil jackson they both had like bro that that coaching is every coaching is like i gotta be your eyes and ears that you can't see and lebron never had a coach ever he's never had a coach he's a good defensive coach but this is not football Defense does not win championships in, in basketball in today's. And as the game was transitioning, defense was not going to win you a championship. You have to put the ball in the rim still. You still have to be able to put the ball in the rim in basketball. So, yeah. It's, yeah. You're not going to shut out anybody in basketball. So, you know how that goes. And I, and I think this is like top five lists and all the stuff that I hate because everybody going to have a different argument because – each person is going to mean something different. Maybe you watched Kobe with your dad or you remember going to a game or you met him. and then, sure. like, So it's going to be – we could argue all night, but I just love to do it because people get so worked up, especially Kobe oh, fans. Bro, Kobe it's, fans it's, are the worst. I get so much. I get so much. Kobe, fans, Kobe fans are the worst because they, they want to – they just want to – they just want to – they've been out of the argument for so long that they have to enter this man back in. They have to enter this man back in, but Kobe, Kobe's top three. Those are my top three right there. Yeah, LeBron, and these are, and, and, and so yeah. So the answer is, whoever you think is right, that's you because ain't nobody gonna be able to like knock you off your square. 
You're going to believe that. For like sure. Just like top 520 rappers list, if you didn't grow up in that era, why the fuck would you put Slick Rick and KR? Why would you even do that? You would not. Sure. You would For not. Sure. So all, all of this it's is all I would never it's all subjective. I would never get mad at anybody. I love getting into those debates. I love getting to I would get so passionate, but I promise you I would dab you up after I, I love it. I do not care. I love yeah. I just love to talk about LeBron Jordan and Kobe. Yeah. I love oh, it. I, it's, I, I it's, that. it's the Mount Rushmore that is gonna man keep on giving. But speaking of I'm gonna say it now, future Mount Rushmore, because he's gonna be one of the best. Talk about the young king, Lamar Jackson. That last play, oh, my God. Uh, that, if anybody has not seen that last touchdown, please do yourself a uh, favor. I'm going to probably have to post it on the This Is Recorded page on Instagram because that last play was the most amazing thing. I didn't really see Vic play for real. I only seen highlights. As far as a running I've never seen nothing like that last play. I was just sitting there uh, amazed. Like, And I'm glad that i seen uh, it live. Like Certain things you got to see live. To believe it, like I seen, uh, seen Le- LeBron bank shot. You seen Vic do some stuff. You did, you seen some Vic stuff. That guy, that that game winning touchdown versus the uh, versus the Vikings. Oh that yeah. One, I mean, I said I, I seen one. I seen it on replay, but seeing it live was yeah. something different. Yeah. I was like, yeah. whoa! And shout out to all of y'all. Um, you know, mainly white analysts. If we keeping it a buck. Talking about Lamar just a running back. They made him run last year in the playoffs. They didn't let him throw the ball. How that's not fair sure. to say. They made him run it the can. ball a million times. And Reggie, I may I may even correct you, bro. It's it, it's really not even a it's really not even a white injury. I've seen I've seen a lot of Max Kellerman, Rex Ryan speak on Lamar's behalf. It's a lot of the black guys. Who are doing it, which is a real problem to me. Well, I don't and have cable, so I might be wrong. So yeah, I'm glad you corrected no, it's me. Really, there. No, it, 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 it definitely. I can. I can see where people like. It, I can see where people have their words. I can see. I can understand. But we will not be talking about this man. Look, junior freshman year in college, uh, I think he threw about 1,500 yards. Second year may have hit like 2,000. Junior year, this man is close to 3,500 yards. Uh, 1,500 rushing yards and wins the Heisman Trophy. Everybody's like, "Whoa!" He puts the, he puts us on notice. Uh, then next year he, he improves. Completion percentage goes up to as high as ever been in his career when he's playing with horrible. Not I'm not gonna say horrible. Excuse me, I shouldn't have said that. He's playing with he's playing with pretty solid receivers with uh, not so short hands. A rough offensive line. The guy goes for thirty five hundred back to back years, and then and then fifteen hundred rushing yards, and then he gets to the combine, and nobody's ever. I promise you, I watch this man every single week, week in week out. Nobody's ever talking about, oh, he needs to be a running back. Nobody's ever saying this to you. Nobody's ever saying this to you, except for there was oh, I can't remember the analyst name, but they know who they are, and they said that. Uh, he'll be better suited as a he'll be better suited as a wide. Louisville needs to move him to wide receiver, and and that was probably the only thing I heard about it. But what has that man done to show any anybody? So hold on, 1,500 yards. So I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna list Lamar Jackson uh, critics what they say. They say. 
uh, I'm worried about this man getting injured. You know, he he's runs the runs the ball a lot. He takes too many hits. He's not, he did not miss one game in college football. He did not miss one. So where does your fact come from that you're going to say he's going to? Oh, because of what history told you, he's different. He's mentally different. One in the in the in the first, you can clearly see the by the, by the way he handles himself. He's different. Those guys, those guys from Broward County are different. No matter what the world wants to say, they they can take things that normal people cannot take. Lamar Jackson is a football player. He can take hits. He that's just what his and he knows how to take them in a way that it absorbs whatever type of impact and he goes down. In the, in the correct way. He does need to get it down a little bit more, and I, I'll, I'll give you guys that. I'll give you guys that. But he's fine. Don't worry about us. We're good over here in Baltimore. And then the passing thing, his accuracy. Okay, I can see that too. He only had 59% in college, so, you know, I can understand what y'all thought process is with that. Um, but guys like Baker Mayfield threw for 62%, and that's only like 3% apart. Yeah, and that, and that's or what Josh, that's Josh that's Rosen, probably Josh what Rosen, it is too. Josh Rosen. Yeah, that's that's what would you say? They're they're three percent apart. They're, that's three percent. So show me the show me the why can't he and he's and he was facing some pretty solid ACC competition at that time. Louis uh, Clemson was Clemson was a pretty good defense. We faced teams like North Carolina, um, different ACC teams that he has to face Florida State. Um, so what I don't understand uh, versus Baker Mayfield and Josh Rosen who are in the Pac-12 and Big 12, what, what about them says that they can pass so much better than Lamar? Yeah, and, it, it, you know, and it's just like that's why I said it was I'm conditioned like their condition that it was probably white analysts because this is what they always do to the black quarterback. They always say, oh, well, maybe he should switch to wide receiver, his accuracy. Oh, he's going to get hurt. They are throwing Cam Newton's name through the mud, like right now. They are Uh, going so hard on him. And it's like, bro, are you serious? Like, it's a lot of other white quarterbacks, too, that – I mean, are doing bad, and it's like, yo, like, are you, you, is Cam Newton over, and I understand, it's all fake, ladies and gentlemen, if you didn't know, I'm not ESPN, this is my independent podcast, it's all fake, they gotta create a story to talk about, so one of the headlines, hey, let's say Cam Newton's done, and get everybody riled up, let's do these things to get everybody riled up, this is how the media works, the media works just like Instagram, just like anything in your life. If you say, "Hey, I'm Dietrich. Bro. I'm giving kids. I'm giving kids sneakers. Uh, help me out." Everybody's like, oh, "Okay, that's cool." But if you're like, "Hey, I'm Dietrich. Hey, where are these niggas at? I'm about to shoot them right now. I'm about to go on live, bro. Hit a gun right now. Let's see it. Let, let everybody's gonna watch that. They don't care that Dietrich's Bro. giving shoes to people in Baltimore. They don't care about that. But if Dietrich about to lose his life or lose his freedom trying to shoot somebody, everybody's tuned in. Everybody's tuned Bro, in. The analysts have been doing that forever to black quarterbacks. Saying, like, it's, even though, it, I mean, it's just like systemic oppression in every other aspect of life. It's just, it's carried over into the NFL, as we've seen with everything, with everything to every single athlete. It's carried over, and it made people, the, the positions that white players are the most prominent in are, um, are offensive line and quarterbacks. That's that's, that's that's it. That's where they're most prominent, and those are the positions that people say require the most, uh, I guess, mental fortitude or uh, intelligence. I guess just to be simple, that requires the most intelligence 
and black players to just put at every single other position. So the, the, the little – because people think that, oh, we don't see that many black quarterbacks, it may be okay to think that way. You don't see that many because it's put in, the, in their minds that they're not capable of being able to do that. And this is the biggest problem, and this is why I want everybody to really listen to. This is the biggest problem. Why is it not okay for a black quarterback just to be a backup? Why is that not okay? When did that be, Reggie, think about when did that be a, it's a problem that Cam Newton is not a superstar. It's a problem that, I just saw somebody tweet the other day, oh, I want Colin Kaepernick to get a job so people can see that it's not a race thing. It's just a, it's just that he's washed thing. Okay, Cam Newton, I mean, not Cam, excuse me. Colin Kaepernick, he as good and well may be washed as an NFL quarterback. He may not be a number one quarterback, but can he not be a Ryan Fitzpatrick? Can he not be a Case Keenum who threw three, three interceptions last night versus the Bears? Can he not be uh, a Brandon Whedon who was 32 years old and got a job with the Cowboys as a backup? Why can't, he, why can't a black quarterback be any of those things? That makes no sense to me. It makes no sense. It's either a black quarterback has to be crazy good, crazy intelligent. Oh, he's a superstar in the board. Why are you surprised that he's a superstar in the boardroom? Like, what, you think that all black guys can't? Like, that was all that was talked about with Jameis Winston when he first came out. Oh, this guy thinks like Peyton Manning. What, 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 why are you surprised? Yeah. You, you're surprised that he – the dude had a three-point – he had a three – he was on a uh, – what, I don't know what I guess principal was. I'm thinking of deans as in college. He was on. He had one of the best GPAs at his school in high school. Like the dude has always been smart. But it's like, the, like people forget that it's okay to be. Not everybody is going to be a superstar. Being a backup is good enough. That's good enough. And, and that's the problem. And that's the double standard with the black quarterback that's been going on for so long. And that I really just want people to understand that. Yeah, not all of us are going to be Deshaun Watson. Not all of us are going to be Lamar Jackson. Not all of us are going to have success like Steve McNair, Donovan McNair, Michael Vick, like all these people. Not all of us are going to have that success. So it's okay for us to it's okay for us to be a backup quarterback. It's okay. Yeah, and and that's a point that I never I was sitting there skimming through my mind like Thinking about a black backup at that's like thirty something, and nope, don't really. And if they are, they just sitting there, and they know they' about to replace somebody. It ain't like they probably just RG3. there because they good. probably the only thirty year old, probably. I don't even know how, old he, but he's probably uh, but he's younger. He looks young, so I don't even know. But I'm thinking back, McNabb and Vic. It was like they were just waiting for you to mess up as a black starting exactly. quarterback to replace you. There's never been like a thirty five. Uh, in my memory bank right now, I can't think of no 35-year-old black quarterbacks that travel around the league like these guys. And even these guys that get called up, they've been sitting at home in these great stories. And it's like, this is my thing right here. I'm a black man, so I'm always going to speak up for black issues. But I have no problem with no race at all. Like, for you to say, I love Beyonce's mom, quote, in, you know, in uh, Don't Touch My Hair before that song come on. She said... It's not that I'm against white people and don't like them. I'm just talking about being black, and I'm proud of it. That doesn't mean that I hate white people. It's just that I see what's going wrong. But like you said, it's tricks. Just like, oh, he's got to be intelligent. It's all tricks to trick us into like thinking a certain way. And like you said, that's a great point. 
that you brought up with backups because, and even right now, looking around, I think this is the most black starting quarterbacks I've ever seen in my life. Because the game's changing. The game was, a, it was, a, yeah, Bergie, it was inevitable that the game would change and become more faster and more athletic. So now you start to see there's more black quarterbacks that, that, that are being desired by these big schools because, look, I mean, it, it, we have the athletes. We're the, we're the, of the majority of the athletes playing, playing football. And that's and that's the fact of the matter. And they and the, but now you see the white quarterbacks are even evolving because they see that okay, I can't just be Peyton Manning. I got to be a mix of Daniel Jones. Have to be like exactly. It has to be. I got to be a Steve Jones. And they're seeing that. And, and I love the fact that white quarterbacks are even becoming more agile. I love seeing that too. I want. I want. I just want a fair shake in the sport that's supposed to be ours. Like that's supposed to be our thing. So why can't we get a fair shake? Yeah, and Why can't it, yeah, we get a fair it's just, at our, our position and be judged, be judged as fair as everybody else is judged. Like give us, like give us at least that. You don't even have to give us the like, but just just treat us the same as you would treat any other white quarterback who's miserably failing, who's who's oh they can think like you. They'll find the, I, I even heard Teddy Bridgewater being bashed the other day and saying Taysom Hill should be the same. Taysom Hill, I have never seen. Uh, NFL analysts advocate for a running quarterback who is unproven as a passer. He's never proven that he's basketball. I have never seen them advocate for a black running quarterback who has never proved himself as a passer to be a starter until Taysom Hill. I have never seen that in my life. In my life. Yeah. In my life. It I've is, never seen it. It's, it's really, really nuts. Like, But it's like, shout out right now, man, Jacoby Brissett, um, Lamar Jackson, um, who else we got? Russell Wilson. Um, uh, who else? Man, it's a couple uh, right now. Um, who you just said? Teddy Bridgewater. I I know it's somebody else. I'm forgetting. It's a lot of black quarterbacks. Oh, it's right a, now. yeah. It's Cam a, Newton when he was playing. Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson. It's it's like Patrick Mahomes is black. Yeah, Mahomes like it's it's literally. I I I didn't fact check. And if you listening, you can fact check, talk about it in the comments, or you know, hit Dietrich, hit whoever, and we'll see. This might be the most starting black quarterbacks ever in the history of the NFL. I'm willing to, I'm willing to put some money on that. I really think it is. I really I'm think sure. not, I'm not, sure. not like somebody got hurt. Like no, this person is the starter. I think it's the yeah. most. I think the only person. That's and it. there's something coming up. Dwayne Haskins is coming up. Uh, he might get called up so yeah, on, um, next week or Sunday. Uh, very soon. So very soon. yeah, soon. yeah. It's man. It's just it's just beautiful. And, and what you say? Yeah, I I just want I I don't want it to seem like I'm like because I I love I love seeing I love seeing I just want to see I just want to see us get a fair shake. I, I love seeing good quarterback play no matter who it is. I love I I would I love to watch uh what's his name? Um uh, I forgot his name. I love to watch Philip Rivers. I, feel, I love to watch Eli, Eli Yo, Philip Rivers talk trash. He be talking shit so, on the sideline. He he's great. I love to watch Aaron Rodgers. I love to watch Aaron Rodgers. I love all these guys, bro. And it's not a and it really isn't I don't want it to be a race issue. That's the thing. I don't even want it to be a race issue because it shouldn't have to be. It should just be. You're good at this position. Let me judge you on just your position and not and not have any type of racial bias in any type of in, in any of my opinions. And, just be straight up about it. And that's what that's that's facts. Like that's what I love about 
most black people, and I feel like we are really, really forgiving almost to a fault sometimes. We let people run over us and use us and do things. Because I say, like, most of the time, when you have, like, somebody that's dating, it's a black and a white family. Sometimes, when you meet the white family, they not really that inviting. But the black family, at first, maybe they may snicker and do little things. But after a while, it's like, yo, I don't care about you. Where's your girlfriend at? Where is she at? It'd be like that. But sometimes when it's the other way around, it never really get there sometimes. And I'm not going to say all white people is like that. But from what I've heard and friends I've been around, it's like not that accepted on the other side. But for us, it's like we all be like most of us is like welcoming. And then after a while, after being around them, it's like, oh, yeah, where's your girlfriend at? Where's your fiance? Where's your wife? Like, it's just more accepted. And that's for us in sports and everything. Just give us our fair shake. That's it. That's all everybody wants yeah. is like. It's yeah, it's definitely, you definitely will hear more. And I'm a person, I mean, I'm, in, I'm engaged to uh, a white female. So I, of course, know the, the a lot of it. But it's, it's definitely, it, you definitely hear more stories of white parents hating black kids than the black parents. And that's, and that's just a pure fact. And I'm in a situation, my girl's family complete opposite like they they've loved me been welcoming to me like never never have i ever once had to feel like i'm the black kid around a bunch of white people around them i've never felt like that but that, that can't be the case but it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be because it we all can just be we all and it's so it's so cliche bro it's so cliche but it's like it's just facts like why can't we all just exist in our own lanes like and just do our, like why do we have to we have to group people we have to and it's even like, and it, it makes me feel, and I, and I even don't even want to compare. Sometimes I'm not even in the mood, even though I, it gets me going. I'm not even in the mood to compare um, compare LeBron, Kobe, and Jordan because comparison really is the thief of joy. Like, you you have to just, embrace, like, let things be what they are for what they are. That's their decision. Like, Kobe Kobe lived played his career this way. That, that was his life. Like, you know what I mean? It's just... We have to. We all have to find a way to just mind our own business and just accept everybody for who they are. That, that's what, that, like yeah. And not and not compare each other and not put each other down with certain with different opinions and stuff like that. And just and that's a, and that's what bothers me a lot because AD is being clowned by a lot of people and it's a lot of black people who are clowning him and he is doing a little bit of some outrageous stuff. But I'll let you speak on your take first. About AB, though. I'll let you speak. Oh, man. I'm glad you threw it to me because it's, it's, in this case, is what I'm learning. And with this podcast, I'm going to change some narratives. I know what I'm doing. I'm doing something special. I'm doing something different. And they feel like ain't nothing going to change. And I'm like, damn it. I'm going to change something and I'm going to figure it out. And what I got to say about AB is everybody's losing right now. AB's losing. The NFL's losing. Everybody's losing. Because A.B., because of the way he acted and whatever with the allegations, I don't really know. So I can't really speak on what's going on. But, I mean, if it happened, that's terrible. Things are just horrible. Like, that's really, really bad. And it's a problem with that culture of sexual assault, whatever, because people feel scared to say something. But also on the athlete side, they get used. So it's like it's a, a sticky situation if you not there if it's not you, it's hard for some people to speak on it. That's number one on AB. For sure. And then number two, it's like I was all for AB, but then Stephen A and different people broke down 
Like, damn, you threw Mike Tomlin under the bus. Damn, you clown Juju, your teammate. Damn, you doing all this different stuff. And I'm like, bro, like against the NFL, I'm like, get your money. I'm not playing. I'm not doing nothing. Get your money. I'm not for because that's a game that the NFL likes to play. They will literally tell an athlete, I'll, I'll say that you're disgruntled. I'll do different things and I'll trade you. So you might as well sign with us. This is what happens in the NFL. It's a nasty, nasty game. The music business, the sports business, the entertainment world is a nasty game. That's why I love podcasts yeah, so course. much. I love podcasts because it kind of gives you that open range to say whatever. But in A.B. action, which he was wrong, and he got yes men, but this is what I want to say to people that don't understand something right here. A.B. probably comes from shit. He comes from nothing. He comes from, like, not having much. And it hurts when you don't have much. So when you get something, it's going to bring a monster out of you. Like, I ain't never going back. And that's why he worked so damn hard. Because he was like, I'm not going back to that. So he does these crazy things because... It made him crazy living that life. So when he got on, he just went nuts. He became more of what he really is. But this is a humbling experience for him. Hopefully he gets some real good people around him. Because let me t- I tell people this all the time. I could be at the top of a mountain about to blow my brains out. Or I could be on the side of the road in a cardboard box with my wife trying to figure it out and be happy. Money ain't everything. And people really need to understand that. I could be in a mansion overlooking the finest country in the world, miserable as hell. Why do you think celebrities kill themselves? They're not happy. Happiness is the key. And A.B., I think with him, with him coming from such bad situations and having nothing, when he got something he wanted to prove and stick it in everybody's face, he was a fifth-round draft pick. That's pain. That's like, y'all don't believe in me? Y'all don't believe in me? Y'all don't got love for me? Like, y'all don't think I'm that? So when he got on, he turned insane. And he's, A.B. is a whole bunch of athletes. He's the wide receiver, period. All of them is like, y'all, ain't, y'all didn't believe in me. Y'all didn't believe in me. So when I get on, fuck everybody. That's what it is. Fuck you, 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 and you. I am the greatest. And they got to tell themselves that to pump themselves up and bring themselves to that level. Unfortunately for him, it went wrong. And he's wrong in some of the things he did. But now it's time to talk about the things he did right. I am on this podcast, and I can say anything that come out of my mouth. But guess what? Anybody is able to do anything they want to me, whether it's physically, and anybody can say whatever back. So when you, Ben Roethlisberger, when you, uh, Robert Kraft, when you, a lot of people say certain things, don't throw rocks and hide your hand and try to paint him like he's crazy, but he's pointing out the clear-cut difference, and when certain people do certain things, they don't get in trouble. I can't speak on the Shannon Sharp part because I don't really know his allegations, but I know Ben Roethlisberger. In some stadiums, he has a nickname of Ben Rapistburger, but you do your research on that. And then Robert Kraft, it was a part of a problem that's big in America, whether he knew or not, but sex trafficking is a big deal in America right now. It's a big, big deal. But I, I never liked Ben Roethlisberger and still don't. I wish him well as an individual and as a human being, but as a quarterback, I never liked him, number one, because he throw people under the bus. 
all the time. I never like that. And number two, he tries to act like he's a model citizen where you could do your Googles and check that out. I never liked him yeah, because of that. Sure. And, and when you with your brothers, you don't throw your brother on their bus. When the media, hey, Dietrich, you know, Dietrich was out there. I got to throw the ball a little better. Behind closed doors, I'm like, Dietrich, what the fuck? You running the wrong route, man. Like, what is wrong with you? But in front of the media, we got to play this game because we a brotherhood. We in this locker room together. So basically, in a nutshell, that's how I feel like everybody lost because there is no winners. And the NFL has a system that if you mess up their system, you won't be in it. Colin Kaepernick, and we'll see about A.B. I'm going to throw it to you on how you feel about yeah. it. Bro, I've had, a, I've had a flurry of emotions with this. Like, I've been up and down. I was on his side, not on his side, on his side. But, I mean, I have an evolving opinion, and I'm allowed to, to have that. So, um, because I take, I take all things in consideration, and I try to be as, as non-biased as I can be. You know what I mean? So, um, I definitely, um, I definitely just, I, there's so many layers to the situation that it's kind of hard to like pinpoint. And it's still, it's still about. pending too. So we can't yeah, even say exactly. much. But I think the, the first thing I want to look at is the fact that why he got cut by the Patriots and how really wrong that was is because he's not being convicted of any crime. He's not being convicted of any crime. The, the, the girl just filed a civil suit with the guy, so she's trying to get a check, which is that that's what civil suits are for. So um, she she filed that, that's that's what it's under right now. So you're you can't he can, he's allowed to touch this girl. A lawyer would tell you, you know, this case this case is pending in the court right now, so you really should try to stay away from speaking to her. Which is what he should have did. We all know that he should have did that. Like I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna defend that man that hard to be like, all right, you know, he should have, he, he, he should like he, he was in the right protecting this girl. No, he wasn't. But under, I saw the text messages, and I don't have the picture right in front of me, but I read the nature of the text messages. They said that these were threatening messages. They were not threatening at all. He was making fun of the woman, insulting the woman to her face. But he was not. There was no threatening message of that he's gonna put his hands on her from the messages that I saw. Unless there's something that I I, I didn't see from what I saw, it wasn't there. Now if AB did these things, he's really disgusting, and I would never be on his side. But from the facts right now, it's not. It, we we can, society is always guilty till it's and it's guilty till proven innocent. But he's innocent right now, which is a fact. That's the fact that we have. He's innocent right now. And I don't, I, look, he, I don't see any problem in him defending himself with this girl. Because if I know if somebody threw slander on my name, which that's what it is, it's slander. That's his, that's his man's name. You're calling this man a rapist. He will never, if he gets convicted or he has to, that's why he's not settling with these girls. Because if he settles, he's, he's admitting to that. He, he's done something disgusting. He's a, um, he's a, he's a, a nagger. He's a, what's it called? A, a, a sex offender? Is that a, or is that? Yeah, a, yeah, you have to register okay. as yeah. a sex offender everywhere you live. Yeah, exactly. You're a sex offender. You're, I mean, he's, he's, he's admitting to guilt by Sutherland. And that's why he's not, because he feels that he didn't do those things. And I know one of the girls, yeah, 
she I saw videos of them two laying in bed together, and I know that that can, I'm not even gonna touch on that because that can be touchy. Men can still rape someone that they've messed with before, so that's a that's a real thing, and it's not right. So I'm not gonna touch on that, but I will say that I mean, if you feel that your name is being slandered out there, and I know that if somebody said that I raped them, I would want to defend myself to that person directly to the source. Like, what are you doing? Why are you saying this about me? And I'm pretty sure I would you do? Definitely. I think I think I the late I think the last straw they said is that he sent pictures of her kids to her like I think they try to say it was mob style. Now I'm not one hundred percent correct, but I think that's when Nike yeah. dropped him and then that's when the Patriots cut him because they said while he was on the Patriots, he texted her a picture of her kids, like I guess suggesting that well, there was a message under it. There was a message under it. It was a message under it, and none of the messages under that were like saying anything. They were reaching. They wanted to get rid of him. I mean, and I can understand it was a pro- like he was a problem. He should have stayed in Oakland. He should have just did things. But I, my thing is, why are people surprised? Also, like this is Terrell Owens once called his his married quarterback, who's married to a woman, called him gay. Jack Garcia when he was playing for San Francisco, he called him gay in the media. Like, dude, you know, like you're talking about somebody's family. Like he's on the road all the time, so his wife could be re- maybe like, all right, maybe he he could like you could be a this man marriage in a sense, and he's done that. Terrell Owens doing uh, punches in front of the media, in front of this house. This stuff has been done before. I heard Randy Moss the other day telling A.B. to uh, shut up and play football. Uh, I don't, I, you're the wrong guy to be saying that. I get what you mean. It's a good point. But Randy Moss, uh, like, it, it, it's just, it, it's been done before. So I'm not, like, I'm not in shock that A.B. is, like, going off on these tangents and, like, he, he's definitely spiraling right now. He's definitely spiraling. And I know when stuff is, like, against you, you, you can feel like you're back against the wall, and you may spit out things you don't even mean or want to say and things like that. He's definitely going to look back on it in time and be like, you know, I probably should have just, boom, like, kept it what it is and just took my $30 million, called it a day. Nobody would have said anything to me. I would have still remained one of the best shoes in football. And he will get a job again, I believe. Like, there's no way you got a talent like that. Just sit on it. Like, just be at home. And that's but, what, that's, um, it's, it's, it's crazy because that's what I'm trying to get across. And that's part of my, I'll let you in on my secret as far as the podcast goes. I'm trying to teach people that you can't judge a lot of people because they have been through a lot. AB probably had nothing. You said Randy Moss. Sure. Go watch the 30 for 30 about Randy Moss. Randy Moss got locked up. They kept bothering him. They kept locking him up. He's defending himself in a racist West Virginia. You want to know about Terrell Owens? Try this. Terrell Owens' dad lived across the street, and they didn't tell him until he was about like a teenager. Try looking a man in his face every day. Before you judge, right? Every day seeing this man and he don't want to love you? Think about that shit. The next time you yeah, judge somebody and you say, oh, they crazy. You know what? They are. They are crazy. They done been through some shit that made them crazy. But instead, you get these talented black athletes that come from shit. You know what LeBron James said? LeBron James said his rent was $20 in a project, and he was a millionaire the next day. How are you supposed to act? Think about that. 
These dudes are coming we from nothing. We can bend him on how he's acting. Come on, these dudes is coming from <laughs> nothing. And that's what I'm trying to tell people. When you see a homeless person, especially like in Baltimore, when whatever, before we judge, we don't know what they've been through. We don't know what their life was like. We don't know, like, imagine, imagine people who have their dads in their life. Imagine across the street. Your dad's been living you know, across we, the street. That's what we, that's what we do. We, we like, and, and it goes both ways because there's been, there's been people to, like, I saw somebody when Tim Tebow was saying that he didn't believe that college athletes should get paid because it would take away amateurism. He spoke his point of view and people were calling him a sellout, a privileged person. But Tim Tebow did not come from a background of privilege. You don't even know what this man has been through. And he's sitting there that he's saying this because of this and that because he's rich now. He came from a he came from humble beginnings. He actually like he grinded his way to get where he's at, where he's at. Like so, we do it in all different areas of life. But we're looking. We need to. You have to really get to know somebody before you gonna you gonna attack their character and understand. And it's like it's like you said. People really don't. You don't get that these people really came from nothing and then went to something and then. Yeah, they may spiral a little bit. Like it's it's that's just I mean, that they're almost like they had to grow up so fast, it can almost be like a childish reaction. They didn't they didn't get to be a child. They didn't get to have they didn't they had to grow up in treacherous environments. whereas I don't know I don't know specifics of where A B and then live, but I know Terrell Owens grew up in a bad area. And Brandy Moss growing up grew up in a bad area. So like these dudes really, they went through stuff that I can't even speak on. I, I had both of my parents in the home. I lived in a nice house, but it's something that I consider that when I'm looking at AB, like, it's called having a worldview, and people don't understand that. I, and we all should try to understand that, though. Have a worldview when you look at things, and a worldview is just seeing things from, man, this person is doing that, but what does his culture say why he's doing that? You're looking at things from a bigger lens if you have a have a, have a a good positive worldview, and everybody should try to work on that. Everybody, and that's and that and that's what I'm saying. They create this narrative that these black athletes they act this way, they do this, they they come from nothing, and they get everything like sometime overnight, seventeen dollars, twenty dollars for your rent. You're a millionaire. Think about. I mean, and I'm gonna give you a few more examples real quick before we go. Allen Iverson, you know his mom and them, they never came to his games. Never, never came to his games. So he got big. Then he gets bigger. Then it's a bowling alley fight. And because he's a star in a racist Virginia, he gets locked up. He has a white family bring him in. Shout out to them. Bring him in. Get his GED. Graduate him out of prison. Do y'all know, do y'all know Michael Vick comes from different circumstances? And Dennis Rodman. Dennis Rodman. Check this clip. It's on Charlemagne's. Instagram right now. Check how hurt this man is talking about a racist act that he went through as a kid. Watch his 30 for 30. Watch when people tell him, if you ever come around here again and you mess with these white girls, this is the rope I'm going to hang you from, nigger. And then he has a white friend with him. If I see you with him, I'll kill you too. Come on, man. And, and uh, Dennis Rodman, he's crazy. You're right. You're right. So so what does that mean after after that? If you say, oh, they're crazy, you're right. They're crazy. But we gotta stop judging, like period. Like there you are. You're yeah, absolutely right. 
we'll know the whole facts. And I and and that's what I wanted to I, I wanted to make sure that I wasn't going too far in depth with AB because the biggest the, the problem isn't with the girls and stuff. It's the the NFL. We all know the revolving the, the systemic oppression that's in that sport, and it's just bad. It's really bad at this point. And if Lamar Jackson wasn't playing, I would boycott. But I love to watch him play football, and I love the Ravens. Yeah, so and, and everybody yeah, that we all love the game, man. We like it's special to us. Like whether you playing with your family, Turkey Bowl, or you just remember watching games on Thanksgiving. It's a special game, but what they doing is wrong. It is is wrong. But for we sure. love it. And we, I don't want to. And I. And, I, and when I'm advocating for AB, I want your followers to know I really, I do not agree with. I would never support somebody who openly was convicted for doing something like that. That's something that we need to treat women better, period. It's sad that they can't even walk down the street and just feel okay. Like, that's really that's really something that is, is so frowned upon, and I would never side with that man. But until he's proven guilty, I'm going to give him the benefit of doubt in that aspect. And that's just a fact of the matter. And I and I would I can't you can't just we can't really be logical and be like all right I'm gonna be like this man deserves all he deserves to lose all his fortune all of everything all his name his reputation off of we don't we don't even know if, if what happened was true because we can there are that's another fact that it has been done that women have set men up it's been done it, oh, it, and it that's that, that's a big that's a big fact. Be- because like it just happened. There is if you really want to think about it, what he's done, we can't even speak on. We don't know. But it's no coincidence that Colin Kaepernick is out the league and nobody picks him up. And there's also no coincidence that when you change the minds, think about Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, when you change minds, they're gonna kill you. Or in the NFL, they gonna get rid of you. They not gonna have you. So they control. They control they, it's a control. It's a. It's a. They just play a complete mind game with these dudes. Like it's literally. You have. You have a lot of old white owners who literally have a. They control. They control these guys' destiny, and that's why. Oh, they're getting. They're. They're getting very upset in basketball, and I love it. I love that basketball is a player's league, and that's why it's my favorite sport. Is because how much how much they empower the players. And the players have control over their own destiny because they're not just treated like they're the owner's employees. They're, they're, e- they're like, even changing you're right. that. You're they're, right. they're, this year, I think they're, they're, imp- the name, they're implementing yeah. changing the name from owner. They're not doing that it. no more. I love it. I love it. I love it. And that's, bro, that's a, it, that, it shows that we're, we're knocking down, like, people like LeBron and stuff like that. That's why their impact is so important because we're just knocking down. And like you said earlier, that's what I really want, especially – if if some of my white followers who are listening to me talk on this podcast, I I bro, I I am not I am not talking about in black people in a way of you know you were better than you guys and this stuff and that. I'm I'm just speaking of it. I just want it to all be fair. I just want us to all be judged the same way. All like the issues. All I want us to all have a fair shake. It's no way. I I'm I'm engaged to a beautiful white woman who like she's bro she's the greatest, but I still, you, I have to, I have to speak on right and wrong and what I see out there in society and all of that. And that's what, bro, it's, it's just, they, they've been controlling these guys for all of this, for too long. It's, it's, and that's why they, and like even the guarantees, the AP doesn't get his guarantee money. He was supposed to be paid $5 million yesterday and they cut him on Friday. 
bro, come on. Yeah. Come on. And and that's all come it on. is. It's all controlled. And all I can say to that is that if you're white or a different race, you can't relate to certain things. That's why they'll get mad like, oh, boy, it's racist again. Dietrich and Reggie, oh, God, it's racist again. Because you ain't never been pulled over. You ain't never I'm sure, been. Bro, I'm sure, yeah. bro, I've been that person in that circle. I went to Towson University, University and Kyrie talked about PWIs. My school's a PWI. So I've been that black guy that sounds like the old... I'm I'm bringing out race so much and stuff like, but that's my reality. That's what I live in. Like I live that. Like we, regardless of where I've lived that, like that's my reality. I can't help but talk about it because that's what I'm experiencing. If I can't explain to you about what I'm experiencing in life, what can we talk about? Can you talk to me about your experiences? No, I'm I'm just gonna say no then. And then we have nothing to talk about. And, and, yeah, and, the, and then I love, I yeah, love. I you, you live in Georgia, so I know you have a way worse. I know you. And, have and this is what I love to say for people that like to question us and think it's all racist. If you're, if you're Caucasian, I'll clean it up for you. Or any other race. How many times in private have you heard people say "nigga"? And that's all I got to say really about that. How many times in private? Have you heard people say the word nigga? And you be shocked. And guess what? It, and then what I also like to let people know is for me, it's been said to me twice. One time in front of my wife, probably three years ago, off of going too slow before I've never getting been on. Called. I'm so, I, I, I thank God that I've never had to, I've never had to hear that. But, I know that. But this I is. I you've experienced that. It's, it's crazy because it, it, it like. It shocked my wife, like, whoa, like I never, she grew up in Germany and then was here in Georgia and all that experience that, and they wonder why, like, have you, have you, if you, you can't relate and, and I guess when we, we talk about sports passionate and it makes them mad and they don't want to talk about it no more and, oh, you getting mad and they like to make us the angry black people, but the thing is, if you haven't experienced it, of course you can't understand. If Dietrich comes yeah. from money and flying his private jet everywhere, why is he gonna care that we going to Dubai just for the weekend? Why would he care? Right. Well, but if right. if Dietrich come from the dirt, from nothing, the inner city of Baltimore, abandoned houses, homeless people, drugs, gangs, arrests, and somebody say, "Hey, I would love to take you to Dubai for the weekend." That shit'll meet like be amazing to him. Like, whoa, like I but but if Dietrich does this on the regular, fires up the private jet, he can't relate. So what I say to racism, you can't feel it the same. And it is gonna feel like, oh, they're complaining again because you never experienced that. So you cannot relate. I mean For sure, bro. It's that's it. And, and it's I and and it needs to be it needs to be like I, I I'm for everybody having a better worldview, but I, I have to be for the advancement of my people. Like, I have to be for that. Because the, their advancement is my advancement. I, I get it. Like, it, people will never know having to fill out. Like, some people who are not black will never have, or even, like, I'm sure Hispanics or Latinos can attest to that. Like, filling out a job application and then not knowing, like, oh, should I check the mark? Like, uh, I don't know if I should. I, I don't know if I should check that. 
maybe it's gonna maybe it's gonna deter me from getting this job. The fact that that's in the back of my mind, and I've talked to my my other peers from a different races who have who don't think like that. They don't they don't think about that when they're applying for a job. It's just about their credentials. I have to. I feel like I have to, and that's why I'm doing my master's right now because I feel that I feel that I have to be. I, I, I as bad as it may seem, like I feel like I have to be ten times better than the average white person to make to compete to be like I, I'm 23 years old, but had had my master's like so like I'm trying to if I don't if I'm not a unicorn in a sense, then I feel like I'm lacking. I feel like I'm a step behind because you have to like I, it, it just feels like you're in an uphill climb. So it's it's important for us to keep on, and that's why I love the NBA so much because they're they're like they're speaking out on that stuff. The players are allowed to have a a platform, and this is why this is so dope. And it, the only thing that sucks about it is that I I I can't get that what I say. That's the only thing that sucks because it's like you once I once I've said this in this interview, you I mean it's it's out there, and I and I don't even some of the stuff I don't even remember what I said. So. But that's why this is so cool though, because you can you can really just speak your mind and just and 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 show people a different like I don't get to do this. None of my none of my followers on Instagram get to hear me talk most of the time unless it's like my close friends who I have group chats with. Nobody gets to hear me talk about sports and gets to hear me talk about how I feel about what's going on in life and how how it is to be black. And this is this is a dope platform you started. And, 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 it's gonna and, be, and I think this is. What you say? You go ahead. No, you go ahead. I, I was just saying it's gonna be. It's gonna be a like this is a part of like us changing. Like the moment you make it, you bring me back on. Say five years from now, and you're on a national stage and whatever, and I'm in whatever point in my life, and I feel like I'm successful. We're we we're a part of the advancement. We're we're two people who are gonna be mentors for our little cousins and. Uh, all the, uh, even the, the little kids that we see at our old neighborhoods, stuff like that. We're gonna be somebody that they're gonna be able to see that. Boom. We were. We've been talking about. We've been talking about this same shit like the advancement of black people for forever. Like I was 23 years old. Reggie was 55 years old. The oldest yeah, shit. I'm like 78. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a slight 78. <laughs> he was fucking talking about this shit, but like that's gonna be. This shit is gonna be dope. And I want and I want to speak out for black people all the at any chance I get because it's gonna be like it's just needed, bro. It's so needed right now. It's needed. And and that's what I love about hip hop and everything. One of the hardest bars I ever heard was by this dude named Saba, Chicago artist. He's amazing. That's Saba, S A B A. He said he was having an arguing with my girl. Uh, he was having an argument with his girl, and his girl said. You're not even listening. You're just waiting to talk. And that's what we got to stop doing. We got to listen. It's like when Dietrich say black, it shouldn't trigger like, up, oh, up, oh, turn it off. Oh, my God. Here we go. It, listen listen sure. to what he's saying. Sure. Listen to what he's saying. And, and for me, I think podcasts, I think the Internet in general is a way for everybody to gain that financial freedom. And I think everybody will be better off when they get something that's their own. When they could tell somebody no. Mm-hmm. When this when you're able to look somebody mm-hmm. in the face and say no. For me, I'm I'm a that's New York I'm a New Yorker, so cursing is my second first language over English. So I want to be able to say, fuck you. I'm not doing that. But when you work a job, 
You can't do that. And I think what drives people crazy is somebody listening right now that's going to school. It's somebody that's listening right now that's going to work. But you hate that place. You can't stand that place. That place drives you nuts. You bring that place home. That place might make you drink. That place might make you do drugs. That place might make you be a cheater and now you messing around. We all need, if we gain that financial freedom, because money is an evil thing, but it's the necessary thing. Because whether you're the biggest gang leader or you're a leader of a church, guess who both need what? We both need money in order to do things we need. So if we get this financial freedom, we share this podcast, we share our dreams, I bring people on. If we if we bring this and we get this, shout out to your beautiful sister, Ty. Watching her gain that is beautiful. This shit that I look up to. This is real shit that I, I watch. And this is shit that I look up to that I'm scrolling. You know, I seen my cousin. He plugged me in. I did some concerts. I was around many celebrities. Oh, your favorite, Meg Thee Stallion, 2 Chains, uh, Benny the Butcher was around me. Future was right there. I looked him in his face and gave him a hug, a real man. Like, yo, give me a hug, because you know what? I don't know them. I know you. And the next time I see you, you're going to be great. So that's what it is. We all need to get that financial freedom, and we're going to change this world, because we're going to be able to say what we want to say, like podcasts, and we're going to be able to get money how we get money, whether it's mentoring youth through sports, through whatever it is. But the jobs and stuff are toxic. And that's just a real thing. Like, it really is toxic when you bring all this stuff, when you put that financial pressure on yourself. And it ain't about having the yeah, bro, most. We can get, get in real in-depth. We can get in. That, we don't have to say that for another time. We just talk about it. De- yeah, I definitely... And what, yeah. And just what the just what the job was invented off of. What was it? What was the nine to five designed for? And that's why I would constantly be striving to be an entrepreneur and my own boss. I promise you, I will be my own boss. It, that's it's not, it's, it's not a necessary the thing. It, the, I define that nine to five work lifestyle. It's it's a necessary. It's disgusting. You can have a whole child. You can have a Dietrich. You can have a Reggie. You can have whoever listening to this. And the job going to tell you when you go back, not you. Think about that. They going to tell you, the man get two weeks. They going to tell you, come back to work. Fuck your kid. Come back to work. How does that feel? You want that or you want to be right there for every step, every walk along the way? You know kids is dying at daycares? Do you know that? That they don't give a fuck because they just another number? This is real shit. It's a must that we gain our financial freedom. I want to raise my kids. I don't want no daycare. I don't want you to be the first words and this and that. I want to be around, and I want to show my kid I'm busting my ass. I'm working hard for you, king or queen. That's what I'm doing. That's it, and that's what all of us need. You get six to eight weeks? That's crazy. We could go on and on and on, but I'm just telling you this, and you're great. If you listen to this, believe in yourself. You're great. Don't let no job define you. Don't let nothing define you. Tap into that greatness. Because you may not believe it, and the mind is the hardest thing to conquer. You got it. Believe in yourself. Dietrich, you got anything else? Just, yeah, man, I just want to, I mean, I, I thank you for letting me talk on this. I was, I was hitting your phone, like, trying, like, yeah, that's, I'm trying. You, you approached me with the idea, and I'm like, oh, I heard Kyrie talk. I'm like, you know, Kyrie, my little cousin. 
like, yeah, it's, yeah, I need to get on this. I just, it's fun. It's fun to just talk and rap. I could do this for hours, but, you know, I got, I got some things to do. But you, you, you handle like, the business. Man, it's, yeah, no, nah, for real. But it's, um, it's, it's definitely, I just want everybody that listens, especially, especially the, the black males and stuff, just be positive influences, man. Give back in any way you can, especially if you, you're getting some success. It only has to be monetary stuff. I mean, I can't coach right now because I just started a new job and it changed my hours, but I'm still going to, I'm going to be around the program, um, Joppa Town High School in Hartford County, um, but I'm still going to stay around the program. I coached at Edgewood, my old, my old high school. Um, shout out to Edgewood and everybody that I know from there. Um, but yeah, just try to give, just try to give back, man, to the to the youth. Really, invest in them, man. I'm not gonna be at, but I'm still, I'm gonna be at Java Towns practice. I'm still, I still talk to some of my players from Edgewood. You know what I mean? I just, I want everybody to focus on just be, yo, try to be. Even if you don't feel like you're making a difference, bro, you at least try. That you at least try. You know what I mean? Like just everybody, if you, especially black males, man, we have to try to look out for the youth, man. We have to look out for young black males. And we got to try to talk to them. We got to try to show them a different lifestyle, show them how to do things in a legitimate way, a legitimate way, doing things. And that means legal, legal. I'm not saying you have, you want, there's no, there's no correct path in going to college. You don't have to go to college. Just do, try to make something, do something that makes you happy. And just get back to the youth, man. I'm telling you, it's going to go a long day. It does not have to be monitored, but just don't live your life saying, like, you know, I didn't contribute to my culture or my people in any type of way, or just the betterment of the world. Because if we're if we contribute to our culture, that all that ultimately makes the world a better place. And a and a cliche, the cliche ass saying, but it's the it's actually it's, it's the fun, it's, it's what's fundamental that we need to get back to and, and get like, bro, that's that's all it's about. We all just have a better life. That's all it's about. And you gotta us as black males, bro. We have to we have to reach out to the look. To the youth, bro. I have a. I, I want to shout out one of my bros, Kayla. Uh, he's a. He's a. He coaches. Um, he coaches high school football at Edgewood High School. He's a JV head coach. He's. I got. I got a whole bunch of bros that I can shout out. But this is one. He. I really want. I don't know if he's gonna listen, but I'm gonna shout him out anyway, though, because he's a. He coaches high school football, and he's all about that. He's a. He's a. Um, he works hard. Do that like 88 off days. In like a, in two years or something crazy like that, like not something not normal. I don't know. I may be wrong, but he's a he's a workaholic, but he still finds time to get back to the youth. Me and him as we that's our that's something me and him have bonded and gotten closer. And um, he's got a clothing brand called Ghost Season, so y'all can go follow that. Um, and all my bros, my Lob City bros, I want them to do a podcast, but we've been bluffing on that. But we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna figure out something someday, bro. If you if you had if you come to Maryland, or matter of fact, when we both when we both make it, and I'm a I'm a fly you here, bro. You gotta have these. You gotta have our love city, my love city friends. If you hear them talk sports, bro, you will be inspired. Like we really are the we really talk sports every single day. Like my girl really be on my ass about it all the time. But other than that, I really appreciate you, though, bro. For real, like I really. This was this was dope. I enjoyed. Dating. I'm sitting in my car right now. Outside, it's hot, and I'm sweating because I'm getting so into this conversation. But this was dope. Um, this is recorded. One of the hottest podcasts out there. Um, my bro Reggie's blowing up. 
Like, it goes by, it goes look at his photography skills. He's the truth. He's a good person. He's a good husband. Uh, treating my cousin amazing. Uh, I'm, I'm, I, I can only just say I'm blessed to have him, that he was put into my life and married my cousin. Because, um, nah, bro, it's, every time I'm around you, I, the energy is positive. Me and you, we talk in depth every single time we're around each other. And it's like it's not even – we was just talking even before. That's crazy. He was on the phone for 30 minutes even before the podcast even started. Maybe like 10 minutes, whatever. But 10 minutes before the podcast even started, just talking about stuff. Like, I appreciate you, though, bro. And I'm, I'm wishing the best for you. I'm praying for the best for you. And we're going to make it to the top together, bro. Oh, man. It's, it's everybody. It's like, you know – Jay-Z said no one could fall because all my bros going to be each other's crutches. That's it, man. Like, if I, what do I look like or any of us look like if we all not successful? It's us watching. You're you going to have people, you're going to have to pay for everybody because you're going to be the only one. But why not all of us is winning? That's it, man. And I really appreciate the words, man, because it's, it's you know, er- Erica Badu said it best. I'm an artist. And I'm sensitive about my shit. When I take pictures, when I do podcasts, when I do any, I'm sensitive. Like, yo, I don't know. The picture is live, bro. Bro, everybody, I promise you. My recommendation, all my friends know I'm a critic. Everybody, most of them, bro, I'm a critic. I do not tell, I do not tell people about bullshit. I don't, like, I I do not, I don't sugarcoat shit. I I will tell you if your shit's trash. Bro, my bro Reggie, his pictures are fire. Are fire. He's got and he's got more that's about to be shown. So listen, hey, follow this man. If y'all y'all on my page, I'm a, when he tags when he tags me in this post, I'm gonna tag I'm gonna tag him and all of his pages that you need to follow his podcast page, his regular page, and the photography page. I'm telling you, he's a truth. If you down in Georgia, and I I got followers that travel too. So if you down in Georgia. Hey, get somebody to, hey, pick you up, at least, something. Man, definitely. Support them in any way you can. Definitely, man. We also shouting out that Taste of Essence, man. Y'all done got y'all oh, Uber. Y'all always, done, y'all, always, always. Y'all got y'all bills ran up, you know, on the Uber Eats, man. Why don't y'all try Taste of Essence if y'all listening in that Baltimore, Maryland area? I'm telling y'all, That's y'all playing. Fact. I'm going to shout that out, too. They seen it on my page a few times, Taste of Essence. I'm going to tag that, too. I'll tag that too. So y'all can't look. I'm a, I'm telling y'all, some of the best food you'll get, and it's home cooked, and it's made by it's made by my aunt, who's uh, her own entrepreneur. She's got her business booming. She's doing that. She did it out of her house, so she's been grinding, and and she's been pushing at this for a minute. She's driving to people's houses herself. I'm telling y'all, and it's it's, it's quality service. The food comes quick too. You're not gonna be sitting there waiting all day. She's got breakfast menus. She's got lunch menus, dinner menus. You come home from a long week on a Friday, get you a home, uh, home cooked meal. All I'm telling y'all, the food is fire. I'm not going. I'm not going to recommend no, no bullshit to y'all. It just because it's my family. I promise you. I promise you. Man, and that's yeah, hey. I want to shout out to your whole family. I don't know if they want to be named. People got jobs and stuff. Some Charlie, you know, don't want to say. For sure. It. But yeah. your whole, your whole household. Your brothers, your sisters, they know who they are. They know the ones that's in Emporia, Virginia. Let's say that. Everybody, the whole Emporia, Virginia, the whole Baltimore, you know who you are. I don't know if y'all want to be named, but I shout y'all out, man. Y'all a cool family. 
Y'all always welcome me, man. Your sister is a beautiful man. Your brother, guy, love that dude. He was just here. He's a hilarious guy, man. And he got greatness. He got greatness in him too. He got greatness in him too. I'm gonna say that. I'm gonna speak this into the world. He got greatness. He just don't know it. Yeah, he got greatness. He's gonna get it. He's gonna get it. He's gonna get it. Yeah, but hey, your mom, your dad, everybody. You know, everybody, the whole, everybody that be in Emporia, Virginia when I'm there, everybody, and this is recorded.